Hello and welcome to Red Couch Conversations with me. And I'm Dr. D. This is a safe place to have a conversation. So I want you to come in and sit down and have a seat next to me. You will leave each episode with regained self-confidence and motivation. We are no longer just existing, but we are going to live and thrive. Stay tuned. Today, we're going to talk about a prison that many people find themselves in, but they really don't like to talk about it in the church because it's considered a taboo. So with me on today is Coach Dean from Atlanta. You guys are familiar with him. And we're going to talk about being sexually sexually frustrated in church, whether you're single or whether you're married, uh, because this is real. I found that according to some researchers, there is five stages of spiritual Um, not spiritual, but sexual frustration that people deal with. The stage, the first stage is denial. The second stage is anger. And then the third stage is bargaining is which I think people find themselves in. The fourth stage is depression. And then the fifth stage is uh, acceptance. So first let's just talk about it. Uh, Coach, what do you, what do you, what's your take on this in sexual frustration in the church? Uh, first of all, let me say thank you so much for having me here once again. Hey, everybody. Um, it's been a minute, but we are back. Uh, first of all, let me speak to uh, that. If we're going to deal with it, we first have to acknowledge that this is very, very true and it's very, very real. So uh, a lot of people. Uh, are experiencing this, but we are, as you said earlier, we are scared to have conversations about it. So that's the first thing we would have to acknowledge that this is a real thing. Absolutely. A real thing. Absolutely. It's very, it's very real and people are dealing with it every day. And I think people are afraid to talk about it because they don't want to be criticized. They want, they Absolutely. Don't want to be ridiculed. So this is where I think they find themselves in stage one of, I can't, this can't be happening to me. I'm in the church. What is wrong? Right. So, right. Um, this is wrong for me to be thinking about this. I'm married and I'm still not, uh, fulfilled um within my marriage or i'm single i'm trying to live for god and i'm still trying to uh maintain this flesh or whatever but you know the old yes. thing you gotta tell the flesh to die you got right right now, <laughs> right I will say, only thing a cold shower is gonna do is get you frustrated and get you upset <laughs> uh, <laughs> correct correct work. <laughs> it might have worked in the season and it might have worked in the time but I will say um, once I got saved and I'm mm-hmm. going to share this testimony with you once I got saved um, years ago back in 2005 when I, I asked the Lord to really come into my heart and save me for real um, yes. I asked him to be able to keep me and so because I asked him to do that and I believed it and I was willing to do whatever I had to do to get into the presence of God, the Lord kept me for seven years until I got married to my husband. And we'll be we'll be celebrating 12 years this year if the Lord says the same. But the yeah. thing that I had to do was, um, Coach, is I had to change my environment. I could Absolutely. no longer be in past environments and 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 then expect a change to take place and not experience some desires that I was experiencing. Have you ever had to deal with anything like that? Oh, 
Absolutely. First of all, let me say this. As spirit-filled people, uh, 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 Holy Ghost-filled people, as people uh, like to talk about it, uh, first of all, let's acknowledge God made the sex drive. And just because I'm saved, I'm sanctified, I'm in the church, I have a title, it does not mean that my desires and that my reality, that my body like sex, or in some cases love sex, is going to go away overnight. We are sexual beings. Mm -hmm. That's part of our makeup. So, you know, that's something that I think we sometimes overlook because I'm thinking about it, because I'm having these feelings. I'm having these emotions. It is very normal to have these emotions uh, and these feelings. Obviously, God wants them to uh, be done in the sanction of marriage, but that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest things that, that you have to understand Be honest with yourself Know yes. your triggers You said it very uh, You said it perfectly Understanding I cannot be in certain environments And I know it's going to trigger me In a, in a certain place Now I was a big fan Let me just be transparent with the audience for a minute All I right. was a big fan of uh, The shoe model establishment Some of us know them as strip clubs You understand oh, so, <laughs> so, so for me when I I was uh, working on my deliverance and my freedom. I could not frequent the, the strip club at all. I mean, for me, because of how deep I was in, I had to I had to really cut it cold turkey. Now, that's my experience. Some other people, they may have other experience. But when you are in a place of that and we are talking about the sexual appetite, you have to be very, very aggressive to make sure that you guard yourself, put parameters around yourself, not just your body, but your mind. Absolutely. Making making sure you guard your gates, your eyes, especially for men and women, but especially for men. Guard your gates. <laughs> Look, you? uh, very much so. Yeah, very much so. So you have to guard your gates. Of course, uh, prayer works, right? But you have to have, for me, my experience, I had to have honest conversations with myself. You know, and then also surrounding yourself with people that you trust that will not um, further your that situation, whether you want to call it a situation or some in some cases an addiction, making mm -hmm. sure I can't talk with the bed partner that I used to be with. That's right. She that's would what, help. She yeah. Right. Yeah. She would help facilitate. Right. What's going on with me if I'm trying to break away. That person can't help me. So I have to make sure I'm able to have these conversations and these discussions with somebody that I trust, that understand how the body and the mind works sexually. And it's not always your pastor. Now, that's true. Now, that's true. Now, you know, that's true. <laughs> but, you, you need to, but you definitely got to talk it out. Because Absolutely. Um, I found with engaging with some people... If you don't talk it out, you bottle it up and you're not as strong as you need to be. You'll act on those desires. You'll act on Absolutely. those thoughts because that's all that's plaguing you. And the enemy know what your trigger is. Now, my, Absolutely. my mama used to say in church, now, if you like checking, <laughs> the devil don't think checking. He is not going to send you pork out if you don't like pork. But he going to send you chicken. And some of y'all 
chicken because it's all the grease is all around your lips. So the lips absolutely out, when you out there, we ain't doing right. You you know you wrong <laughs> or whatever. Um, but you said something about denial earlier, and I yes. um, earlier on power up prayer. I was talking about the word denial means don't even know I'm lying to myself. So you are, wow. we'll, we'll be out here lying to ourselves saying, oh, I'm strong. Oh, I got this. No, right. I had to hang around the church mothers. Coach, you remember Absolutely. you told me when you met me, you thought I was 55. That's true. That's true. Oh, because I hung around the church mothers. I couldn't hang around those <laughs> that I used to hang around because they had a different mindset. They had absolutely. An appetite. They had a craving. Their conversation was different. So absolutely, I, I do tell people, although you feel like you're in a, a prison of sexual frustration, you don't have to stay locked in there if you truly allow God to guide you and to keep you. And like I said, changing your environment is key. Changing your mindset is key. And then absolutely conversation with someone that you can trust and won't demonize you for saying I'm sex I'm saved but I'm sexually frustrated. Absolutely. Let me let me speak to something if I can. Sure. Um here is here is another here is another tactic that I think the enemy uses and we would overlook and that's something called self-condemnation. The Bible mm -hmm. talks about condemnation. Uh, in Christ there is no more condemnation. Oftentimes we are not condemned sometimes even for the act. We are condemned for the thought. You understand what I'm saying? So you are condemned because, oh, my God, I thought about I thought about sex today. Let me say this and be very, very honest uh, with anybody. Just because I have the Holy Ghost, I have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me. Women still look good to me. Well, amen. I, I hope amen. I'm very clear, because if you try to ignore the fact, as you said, you bottle this stuff up. And then let me say this for other people who are actually active, because some of us are not just thinking about it. Some of us have actually did it. Can I be very honest with you now? The coach in me would tell you that um, there will be some battles as you're going through this process. Some may call it deliverance. Some may call it a process. But as you're going through this this process, there are going to be some battles you may lose, mm. meaning you may give in to the temptation. But the key is not staying in that place. Come on. Le learning from that place, understanding, yes, I fail, but I can get back up. Okay, yes, this this desire got a hold of me, but I don't have to be condemned because I made a mistake or I uh I I, I fell into um what we would know as sin or we or I fell into that temptation. Mm -hmm. There are some battles, some of my deliverance, and if I could just be honest with the with the audience, some of my deliverance came. After I lost a battle, I became stronger. Now, this is no way to give anybody leeway, right, to do anything. But I want to. But saying? I want to. Be, but I want to be very, very real because uh, I didn't always win the battle when I was strong. Sometimes I got my deliverance and my victory. It was after one of one of the moments when I failed. Yeah. So, so I wanted to make sure I'm very clear when it comes to that. Very, very yeah. clear. Um, and you're true. And thank you for being transparent because what most people think um, is they'll lie to themselves. Um, Absolutely. They lie to themselves because 
Uh, they don't want nobody to think, oh, I'm thinking these things. They don't want nobody to think that they uh, they have these issues. Um, I did some research on divorce data amongst those that are in the church. These are kingdom. These are supposed to be kingdom marriages. What I'm about to give the statistics to, it says that 59.6% of the marriages that were uh, divorced in the kingdom in the church were due to infidelity and relationships outside of the marriage. Meaning there was an issue with, there was a sexual issue that was with inside the marriage. And so if we're going to break Absolutely. this prison, this is something we got to, you know, this is something that we got to talk about. Nowadays, there is very rare if you see or hear about a person being a virgin when they get married. Now, Absolutely. Are there those that do it, yes. And I applaud you and God applauds you for your stance and keeping yourself. But then there's a very large population that has already experienced um, sexual activities prior to being married. So then Absolutely. they get, um, and when they abstain from sex during the marriage, uh, while they're dating and while they're courting each other, they're not doing anything. They're being honest. They're keeping things holy. And then uh-huh. they get married to the person. Then their desires of something they once enjoyed is not there because the person is not fulfilling their needs, which is why sex before marriage is very dangerous. Because very, very much so. This is why God told us don't do this because he knew that it would unlock some things. And I kind of want to put it in comparison to Adam and Eve when he told them, don't eat of this tree. All right. Uh Because he knew that once they unlocked this, they would get the knowledge and now the things would be different. Um, when they heard God coming through the, in the garden, what did they do? They hid. God asked them, why did you hide? He said, because I was naked. He said, who told you you was naked? So when we have sex before marriage, we have now unlocked things and desires that God meant for our spouse. So we get into these marriages with people Absolutely. And, and there's a sexual frustration and there's sexual incompatibility. And so therefore the enemy will use that as a loophole to get that person to go outside the bounds of the union to find sexual fulfillment talking Absolutely. about sex with your mate is a must if you are Very, married, oh yes it's got to be a conversation are you getting your needs fulfilled am i you know it's got to be a conversation um yes and I know as a woman i have to talk to my husband and i have to tell my husband now i'm talking to the married folks right now if you single, this, this conversation is not for you. Skip it over. Because Dr. Dean and Coach Dean is not telling anybody to go out here and be like Stella and get screwed back. But no, right. I'm talking to the married folks because there are marriage folks that experience sexual frustration. You Absolutely. You have to have an open and honest conversation. Absolutely. You know, I want to I want to speak to this. You make such valid points. Uh, and even to some of some of some of our, our single brothers and sisters, this is good uh, wisdom to know, to understand, uh, first of all, what you like and what you don't like. Most of us, depending on your upbringing, most of us have had a very um, polluted experience with sex. 
Yeah. So so it's very hard sometimes to have the conversations, but it is imperative that you have conversations, especially in marriage, before marriage, finding out what your spouse like. And many uh, numbers shows us, statistics shows us a lot of marriages do not have these conversations, which can be categorized as hard conversations um, about sex, understanding what the what a person needs are, what you like, what you don't like, what's your experience, what's your um, what's your uh, previous encounters when it comes to that. Uh, and I think we 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 lose an element of that, particularly in the church, because we are so excited to get married in Jesus name and we miss the very uh, we miss the little things. The little things is having a conversation. First of all, uh, not just uh, not just pertaining to sex, but even just a, a simple question of, do you like it? Yeah. How yeah. much do you like it? Mm-hmm. So, so before we can even get into the encounters, before we can get into the partners, before we can get into the positions, do you even like sex? How regularly do you like sex? What's your limits? Because again, we're coming from the context of believers and some of our experiences before whether uh, before you want to say even marriage, but some of our experiences before we came into uh, came to Christ was not necessarily God centric, although he made the sex drive. Mm-hmm. I-, I hope that is making sense. That so, makes sense. so so I want to make sure that's why these conversations Definitely, particularly in the church is very, very important because we need to understand the boundaries and the limits. That's right. Uh, the, the Bible said that, that the married bed is undefiled, but there are certain things that we cannot do. I cannot bring in other people. I cannot bring in animals. You know what I mean? So so yeah. you have to you have to know that That's right. That's right. you have to know that because I'm telling you, I, I know that we can sometimes think that. And, and here is another thing that I want to say, particularly not just in the sex talk, but in uh, in marriages altogether. Never assume. Never assume, have the conversations because what I found out uh, as I'm uh, coaching couples, as I'm coaching people, particularly around not just sex, but around relationships altogether, we have a lot of assumptions in the name of the Lord. Mm. And we think people should know because they are in church. That's not the case. Now Now that's true. Now that's true. And what you said about communicating in a marriage is so true. And that's the 30, absolutely uh, 32% of marriages uh, ended in the divorce because of lack of communication. And I think all couples prior to being married should go to a marriage counselor. And in marriage counseling, you need to talk about sex, although absolutely it be uncomfortable. Why it's so uncomfortable, I don't know. And this is why, too, I'm going to bring this in here. Our children are out here exploring different things. They're watching YouTube videos. They're watching, um, finding stuff on the internet. And the internet is teaching them things that we ought to teach them as their parents so that they'll Absolutely. get pure and it's not perverted because everything the world wants to offer is in a way of perversion. So we Absolutely. have to be very careful. But we, oh, like you said, we have to communicate our needs. We need to know 
if our, our spouse has experienced childhood trauma and if absolutely they're not, you know completely healed from their trauma is there something because they believe it or not the amount of people that have experienced some sexual or type of abuse is outrageous it is disgusting and it's sickening and so we have to know even though people are healed we don't want to mm-hmm. do anything that would trigger them back to that past event or back back to that past trauma that people still are in therapy over but they're trying to move forward with their life they're trying to go on so you got to know if there's a certain way i touch you will it trigger you will it close absolutely you back? And these are conversations that people are not talking about because why they got their rose-colored glasses on. Y'all look good together in pictures, but y'all ain't a bit more compatible than the man on the moon. We worried about how much money somebody making, what kind of items do they have, and what kind of car do they drive. And we need to have these conversations so you don't be out here in a situation and that you done regret it, you done put yourself in. The worst Absolutely. thing you can do is be wait till your wedding night and then you be like, I know I did not wait on the Lord for this. You're going to be upset. Oh, very much so. I mean, you, you know... Yeah, that, that's powerful what you're talking about that that it, i mean but i mean i 100 percent agree um yeah <laughs> that that that's very very powerful because oftentimes for, for us believers we have to even get sometimes over the title mm-hmm. sister evangelist elder preacher prophet apostle uh bishop pastor we have to get beyond that because I'm a man. I have a God call, right? I have a God call. I have a God assignment. But my assignment is not going in the bedroom with me. Yeah. I hope that I hope that makes that sense makes to the sense. audience. It makes sense. I understand. Yeah, prime example. If I'm a pastor, I pastor people. Right. If I'm a pastor, I I, I guard the sheep. I tend to the sheep. I'm married to the church. I shepherd the sheep. When I'm home with my wife, I have to make sure that I'm not trying to treat her uh, like she's one of the sheep. Now, that's good. That's good. I want I want to make sure that I separate the two. And I'm not saying that shouldn't be a reverence. That shouldn't be a that shouldn't be, you know, respect. But here's the thing. I am not going into my bedroom and I'm not uh, playing Amazing Grace. I was, I was not, just thinking that we is not playing. We going up the rough side of the mountain. <laughs> well, it'll be rough depending on what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not performing right, you you definitely gonna be you up know, the rough, right rough side of the match, you know. But I think, and I say that because sometimes we can be so earthly minded that we are no, uh, we'll 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 be so heavenly minded, but we'll be that we are no earthly good. That's Meaning, right. you know, we in the bedroom speaking in other tongues when I need to be using my tongue. Now I don't have the time for that, Doctor D. <laughs> I don't have the time oh, for that, God. but, but I, oh, you know, <laughs> okay, I, but I, I just want to make sure I'm very clear. Right. So I think, and and, 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 and just to cut to chase, what I'm simply saying is make sure that you put things in, in, in the right priority, yeah. you know, God time is God time, you know, Christian time is Christian time. But when it's time for uh, sex talk with my spouse, when it's time for sex with my spouse, make sure that we are on the same wavelength. Absolutely. 
you know, I, I think that's very, very important, but it goes back to the conversation and making sure that we do a better job uh, in our relationships and in the church that we have healthy conversations around around sex, particularly when it comes to marriage, but also uh, when, it, when, when we deal with singles as well. Yeah, now some folks be like, I'm a eunuch for the Lord. I'm a eunuch for the Lord. Uh, well, go ahead. Every, every day in everybody's testimony. Well, there has to be an anointing. We have to, first of all, understand the context of, of eunuchs. Some people are eunuchs because they over the age. You understand? I understand. Uh, that's not my anointing, and it's definitely not my call. Not I'm, my you know, uh, maybe that's to a di different demographic, right? But I think that when you're talking about uh, healthy people from the context of they're physically healthy to have sex, I think that, um, I, I, again, I think you have to make sure you understand your body, your mind, your triggers, and make sure that you, you add healthy parameters around it. And, and, and don't be afraid to have these conversations. Now I got a question. Um, I got a question for you. How do you handle your um, sexual frustration if you have a spouse that has a medical condition that, and it could go either way, where they're not able to do um, uh -huh. perform their duties? Um, so this is how they become um, um, frustrated. Um, and there's there. I'm not gonna say not everybody's a care a, a caretaker for a spouse uh -huh. that's been going through an issue, but it's a medical issue and it's really outside of your spouse's control. So uh, what, what, what would you say about that to those that are experiencing that? Well, you know, I think that that is a situation that, that uh, in some cases only God can fix. And that's not to uh, just give a vague answer. Amen. But there are, there are cases where I think that, again, conversation has to be had. Uh, let's see, have we explored all of the options? Because sometimes there, there, there is medicine that can help. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, it could be a situation that the medicine would help, but there are some things we have to do, whether that's exercise, whether that's diet, right? But if there's a situation that's uh, outside of a spouse's control, let's say, for example, um, you have a situation where the spouse can't perform at all, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that situation, uh, I don't honestly have the answers to when it comes to that because uh, I haven't had a case of that. I I've known somebody who uh, whose spouse uh, body shut down for a number of months, okay? Mm -hmm. A number of months, and they became their caregiver and uh, from their experience, what they told me is they was able to turn their mind off because they put their focus on their spouse to help nurse them back. So what happened to the sex drive is it actually curved. Mm, that's good. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. Their body eventually, their partner eventually got back to a place where they was able to, again, have sex again. But I think it takes uh, not just... Uh, not just prayer, not just fasting. I do think those things help, but I think it takes, again, having the conversation because there could be some parameters that you and your uh, spouse can come up with, right? That works in the marriage that won't tank the marriage or it um, 
it won't cause the marriage to be in a bad place. So I think it's different from from each situation. Um, I, I definitely think it starts again with the conversation. But if there's a medical uh, situation, first of all, going to the doctor to make sure to see can the can the condition be reversed. Awesome. You know, um, it, um, I was going to say too. Um, one thing that I learned I had to do um, when I was single, because I've been there single, was I had to um, ask God to bridle my passion, meaning don't, don't kill it, but Lord, right. I need you to hold it back. Um, one of my aunts had told me uh, when I was single, and this was maybe, this was years ago. So I've been, I was been married uh, 12. So you uh-huh. had seven that the Lord kept me. That's a long, that's 19 years so about 19 years ago, she said, because I said, well, how did the Lord keep you? Because, you know, I told you I done hung around, I done hung yes. around with the mothers. And she yes. said, I prayed and I asked the Lord to take my desire away. I mean, she said, I prayed, I prayed and I fasted and I asked the Lord to take my desire away. And she said, God took my desire away. She said, but the thing was, once I got married, I had no desire. So I had to ask the Lord to pray it back. And she said, I'm still waiting on him to bring it back. Wow. I laughed so hard. And she wow. said, Danielle, I'm telling you this to say, don't ask God to take it away because you just might not get it back. But what you got to do is ask God to bridle your passions. And Very you, so. you got to place your passions underneath the blood blood of the Lord. And ask Absolutely. God, hey, Lord, I, I need you to I need you to keep me. I need you. To yeah. Keep me. And then too, I, you, we have to understand that our body influences our mind. And this is the biology about, about who we are. Each of absolutely. our bodies produce different levels of several chemicals that affect our sexual desires. And as a result, it, not, it might not be nobody's struggle. And that's why people have sexual, uh, uh, they're addicted to sex because their chemical um, biology is different um, than somebody else. And, and then there's some that, that that can't engage in it. Some Too many people have some low self-esteem issues. So there's all a lot of factors that play. Absolutely. But I asked the Lord to keep me. And when yeah. I asked God to keep me, I got busy in the church. I was so busy in the church. And you want to know what? Overseer kept, we had, at the time, we had a lot of young single mother women in church that had uh-huh. experienced sex. And she was like, Lord, I got to keep these women. And the, she was single herself. We fasted for what felt like a whole year. Okay. <laughs> All of us had good cholesterol, our diabetes, and number AC1s was good. We fasted so much. We was distracted from thinking about a man or about a sex because we was hungry. So she, that trained us to switch our mindset. I'm telling you, you laughing, but honey, we were eating Kashi cereal. If nobody's ever had Kashi cereal, that cereal is hard. You got to let it soak in milk just so you can chew it because you'll lose a tooth. That was a for Kashi. Um, But we did all that, but the God kept us. And I remember her teaching us. She said, if y'all want a husband, y'all need to get on the altar. And Lord knows, I remember me and my one sister, we took our kids and we went down <laughs> to the church and we was fast. And we talking about, we going to have a shut in so the Lord can send us our husband. Because we just wanted to do the things that was right. And we wanted to be saved. Honey, we uh-huh. went for about 20 minutes and we would sleep the rest. And we felt so bad. But that Sunday... Yikes. One of the prophetess said, she said, God accepted your sacrifice. And I'm glad that he did. Now, I'm not going to say we found, we the Lord sent husbands one day later to, not a year, even two or three days later. It was right. maybe five or six years later. 
the thing is, when we're waiting on God to send us a spouse, we cannot rush God's timing and we cannot Absolutely. help God out. Because when we rush God's timing and we try to help God, what we're going to do is try, we'll connect with unhealthy soul ties. And Absolutely. So we got to be released from these soul ties before God can even connect us with the man or with the woman that he had intended to be in our lives. So we got to Absolutely. Learn like Jesus did. I always talk about the Jesus model. When when, when Jesus uh, was tempted by Satan to turn the stones into bread, Jesus simply responded, what? It is written by man. Man shall yeah. not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So we got to fight too. I ain't going to say it's going to be easy. Oh. Oh, absolutely. Be some nights, I'm like a cold shower. What they talking about? I'm cold <laughs> and still sexually frustrated. Absolutely. I had to change my thoughts when I learned when I started having them feelings and I started having them thoughts. I had to shift my focus and focus on something else because if I gave attention to that, I was gonna put energy in it. And because it had been so long, I was gonna go ahead and follow through because absolutely I fed the craving instead of feeding my spirit, man. Because and it Absolutely. also gave me and taught me and trained me how to pray to keep my flesh under subjection. Oh, absolutely. Well, here's another thing, too, that, that, that I want to say. You you made a good point about uh, about praying, about fasting. The other the other piece of this, the other piece of it is is getting busy. It could be that while you're waiting on a spouse, um, uh, while you are um, even in a marriage, let's say you have a spouse and you and and you having to uh, wait a period of time before your spouse can recover, maybe from an accident, from some mm -hmm. some type of nerve damage or something. Get busy, not just doing work in the church, but get busy discovering things you like. That could be a business that you discover in this time. Uh, you could be doing activities, you know, what I mean, to keep yourself busy, because I found out in my experience uh, that was a point of time when I was waiting um, on a spouse. I got not only busy in the church, but I got busy doing other things. I started to work out even more. As you know, I'm a, I'm a advocate. Uh, I'm, I'm an advocate of working out in fitness. Yes, so I started. I started to work out more. Uh, this can be for other people that may not work out. Uh, maybe you want to start to write that book. You may want to start to affections as your appetite is, is curving, as God is curving the appetite. Turn your affections on things that actually can produce productivity. Yeah. So, so again, that could be business. Uh, it could be uh, a different hobby. So I would say to as you are uh, waiting, as your appetite is curving, as you're dealing with this, find things to do as God is working on you. Because oftentimes when we are going through the process or when we are going through a level of deliverance, what happens is we get clean from a thing, heal from a thing, but we put nothing back in. So you have an empty space that's in there. And what happens is you open yourself up. Watch this once again. You open yourself up to be uh, open back to the thing that had you bound. That's good. Um, the, the, the Bible talks about uh, that. There's a passage in the Bible that talks about uh, after you fast, this particularly for the married people, after you fast, it says, come together quickly. Watch this. Lest the devil tempt. Mm -hmm. 
Now, yes. how is it that I just came from a heavenly experience and a spiritual experience with God fasting and praying? And then he says that the writer says, get back together with your spouse. In other words, come back together and have sex so that you can be fulfilled so that the devil don't tempt you in that way. Because what what's, what's not said in the text is when I'm spiritually open, I'm not just open to God. Yeah, I'm open to a lot of things that's in the atmosphere in the spirit world. And most of the time, lust don't just come out of the clear blue sky. Lust come because it's a spirit. So it lingers in the spirit world and it finds out where people are weak, especially the ones that was once delivered from it. Wow. That's that's real good. That's good. That's 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 good. That's good. Yeah. So um, we pray that our listeners got something out of this and we pray that you are now um, in, uh, even even if you feel after this broadcast like I can't do this listen always reach out send me an email we'll be glad to um, talk with you we'll be glad to help you to get through this moment and the worst thing that the enemy um, can do is make you feel alone and make you feel by yourself I just want to let you know you are not alone and yeah. you are not by yourself because he'll Absolutely. talk to you in those moments to get you to isolate. And when he isolates, he'll run havoc. And we do not want that to happen. And this Absolutely. is why we have these red couch conversations because we want to have a conversation about stuff that's going on that we're dealing with. And yes, we love God. Yes, yes, I love God with my whole heart, but I'm sexually frustrated. Yes, I, I like to sing on the choir, but I'm sexually frustrated. Yes, Absolutely. I preach the gospel of God, and I'm sexually frustrated. So these are things that happen, um, especially if you still got a good hormonal system. Your body is alive. Your body is awake. And then Absolutely. we all experience peak times in our lives. And, you know, and we are supposed to wait and have sex within the bounds of marriage. Yes. We don't want to get out here and give a, a we're not doing that. So I'm going to make sure we're making it clear. We're talking about we want God to keep you until you are, are bound in the, the bonds of marriage. Because the Bible said the bed, the marriage bed is unfiled. Listen. And he honors it. So um, and he said, be healthy and be fruitful and multiply. And so he put us here to procreate. <laughs> yes, so he did. He knew. So we're grateful. You can reach out to us. We'll be glad to catch up with you. We love you guys. Have a good evening, good day, good afternoon. But until we meet again, we love you. Take care. Thank you, Coach, for coming in. Hey, no problem. I love y'all. Take care, everybody. All right. Thank you for tuning in to Red Couch Conversations with Dr. D. It is our sincere prayer that this episode pushed you to continue to thrive in this journey called life. Before we leave, let's have a moment of prayer. Father, we thank you for this conversation that we were able to have before you on today. I'm asking that you will continue to keep us wrapped in your love and in your peace, that we might grow stronger in you and always. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye-bye for now.